0: Welcome to the two SER Book Club, where every week we open up a new book and help you discover something to read no matter what your taste. Here's Andrew and Tess.
1: In with us now is uh, Andrew Popel, here's from Final Draft, and he is in to run us through at Tuesday Book Club. Morning, Andrew.
0: Hey morning, Tess, how are you?
1: Going well, how are you? Happy yeah. Easter.
0: Oh, yeah, happy happy um Easter and, and bunnies and long weekends and
1: <laughs> chocolate and yeah. families and People, lots of food.
0: People taking two days off or three days off and getting ten days off and and all of the machinations and politics of that.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I the six million dollar sickie or something it gets called every year. I got no idea.
0: Enjoy, yeah, enjoying the roads, with school <laughs> holidays, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope everyone's having a good time. I've been reading. I've been doing lots of reading.
1: Yes, yes. I suppose it's an exciting time for you as well. Writers' festivals coming up. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's,
0: it's an exciting time. where You just hide and read books <laughs> and you're like, no. no, that's just what I do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) That's just a standard Wednesday for you. Mm, mm. Uh, What are we chatting about this week?
0: Okay, so today I've got not one but two wonderful Australian authors collaborating on a fantastic series.
1: Nice, okay, mm. series, I love this Okay,
0: yeah, so uh, So. Tom Keneally, Thomas Keneally, uh, he's an actual Australian living treasure as well as one of our most loved authors perhaps best known for he wrote Schindler's Ark
1: That's where I know his name. Which
0: won the Booker Prize in uh, 1983 and it was made into the film Schindler's List Keneally, he's the author of more than 50 books, I actually think where I looked that up I think that might have been a bit old, I think he's probably up to somewhere like in, uh, more than 70 books Far days. more books than me. He is a prolific <laughs> Author, uh, it's, I think people, a lot of people know who Tom Keneally is. Uh, Meg Keneally is the co-author of the Montserrat series. That's what we're going to be talking about today. She is also, so she prolific as well. She's also just released her debut solo album. Uh, oh, wow. Because of course she's been collaborating on the Montserrat series, which is in its fourth uh, fourth novel. Her debut solo uh, novel, *Fled*, has also just been released. Uh, so today, as I said, uh, the series is called it's called the Montserrat series, and uh, the, we're going to be talking about the fourth book, *The Inkstain.
1: Inkstain. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So the Montserrat series. Uh, you said to see you said Sydney Writers Festival, didn't you? Yeah, it's coming up. What a coincidence! Oh. Tom and Meg are going to be at Sydney Writers Festival. Oh,
1: there we go. I know. Telepathy.
0: It's so weird how these things link in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so,
0: awesome. The, yeah, I know. The, the Montserrat series, it takes uh, the reader back to colonial Australia, very sort of early days. Uh, the series follows a ticket-of-leave man, Hugh Llewellyn Montserrat. He was transported to the colonies for forgery, but having served his time, he's, uh, he's still not free to go about his life, but is instead indentured as an investigator. I think he's actually a private secretary. But he's an investigator. Got it, got it. Solving some of the most ho- heinous c- crimes in the colony.
1: I know. I feel there would be a few of them because my my mental image of colonies is is quite lawless.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I guess I'm I'm using, I'm taking the, the perspective uh, from the book that it is a colony. But we also have sort of this idea that it, it is also invaded land. And, you know, I don't, I, I haven't yet seen him investigate that, but... Gosh, that would be a good future book. That would. Uh, now, Montserrat, uh, with, any, with any good investigative series, is assisted in his work by the seemingly innocuous domestic servant, Hannah Mulrooney, And together, they're able to gain access across all levels of society to solve crimes.
1: Ooh, all levels of society. I'm into this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fun the way they play it. But let me tell you about The Ink Stain. So, The Ink Stain is the latest. It's the fourth in the series. Think I've got that right. The fourth in the series, and it sees Montserrat and Mulrooney in Sydney investigating the killing of a newspaper editor, Henry Hallward. So this guy is writing inflammatory editorials that are threatening to blow up the colonial administration, and he's not well liked by many people. And then, uh, being he's been put in jail for perjury or something like that, and. uh, as he's about to be taken to the court, he's shot <gasps> from outside the prison. Ooh. Mm. And so it's, it's this really nicely set up scenario where we have this idea of the power of the press, the power of the news the newsroom, and and sitting in a radio station, obviously didn't have radio stations now but sitting in a newsroom in an independent uh, local radio station like 2SER we we kind of appreciate the power of the news but this this book really narrativizes it well, and this is something that's going on in Australia, and I can't help but think that Tom and Meg were aiming for that to look at the way the press is there to hold power in check and there's very, very much this sense that Henry Hallward was killed for some that he knew,
1: okay, and that he had or hadn't written about.
0: Well, oh. had he? Hadn't oh. he? That would be telling.
1: Got okay, all right. I see. Don't ask too many questions. Well,
0: uh, well, just that the series ticks. It ticks all the boxes in the sort of crime, murder, mystery genre. You know, we've got the. Uh, the outsider highly deductive lead we've got the every person offsider the person who um, who is sort of the the readers into the book but is also a very clever investigator herself We even have this kind of evil Empire against which against which Montserrat must clash quite literally in the form of the British Empire and some of its more corrupt practitioners and we also have uh, Megan Tom playing the story for the clues. So, it's, not, it's one of those great mysteries that a shrewd reader will be able to figure out. By about halfway through, you should have some, some leads, and before they, you know, sort of pull back the final veil, you're pretty confident you know who it was. And the process of gathering the clues becomes this kind of tour of the geography and social... Pl- politics of the colonial scene, both Tom and Meg, they're both highly accomplished workers in historical narrative. Uh, You know, other books like Tom Keneally, The Chan of Jimmy Blacksmith, he has worked in Australian historical narrative for his entire career. He he does this well. And so we have this really vividly drawn picture of early Sydney. Um, And a strength of the book is that it offers us this kind of warts and all vision of our colonial foundation, and it avoids sort of that patriotic chest thumping. We have corrupt members of the administration. We have names that you'll recognise, and you know that they've done the research, and they know that these people were not angels. And that's that's very much the sort of situation that you had. It was, you know, to to use an overused cliche, <laughs> it was the Wild West.
1: <laughs> we'll um, forgive you. <laughs> it was
0: it was a frontier where people went to to make their fortune, and they knew that they, you know, it was. Weeks, months before anything was coming from the the so called motherland, uh, so people were getting away with what they could get away with. Uh, the ink stain is fantastic. It really does engage with the modern tension between a working press and a working government, and uh, it's it, it produces a just a really ripper of um, of a crime sort of mystery for the reader to solve. I guess my only complaint is that. I think for my modern sensibility, I would love to have seen more engagement with what was happening in Sydney with the indigenous population and the, I guess, the invading population. Uh, That may not have been realistic. I am not the historical expert here, and I do trust Tom and Meg in what they have written, but these characters are uh, peripheral if they're there at all. And that, that perhaps was the reality of the scene when you've actually had people driven away from their home and ancestral lands and literally run out of the, the place that they called their own.
1: And I suppose as well, if you're writing from the perspective of a white uh, invader in Sydney in that time, they are calling it Terra Nullius. They're not even acknowledging mm. that the Indigenous population... Are people so probably even from the characters' perspective? I imagine they weren't paying that much attention to them. The
0: characters, the characters actually do have really uh, well. The perspectives are according to their character, okay. so you can expect that Monserrat and and Hannah Mulrooney have uh, sympathetic perspectives. They can see because they have both been convicts. They have both been in chains. They can see the injustice that's being done to these people. Um, and then from the perspective of the administrators, they see them as a nuisance that needs to be moved from prime farming land. So you do get a sense of what the perspectives would have been at the time. For me, it's it's that they're, the Indigenous population in this book are talked about and don't have voice in the narrative. And again, I come back to that might not be realistic. But when I'm reading something about that part of Australia's history, I just I, I can't help but wish.
1: Well, do we know what we are chatting about next week?
0: Yeah. Um, you said there was a writers' festival on, right?
1: I think I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it. <laughs> there are
0: there are quite literally so many things that we could talk about. One uh, one that I, I think I think I'll put my finger on this one. So this is one of the international guests that's coming out, Max Porter, and he has written a fantastic new novel called Lanny, um, and it it is. I, I'm, I don't know if it's a Brexit novel, but it's definitely a novel that explores who Britain is today. And that fascinated me. I, I've absolutely loved reading it. So, of all the books that I could bring you for Sydney Writers' Festival, I think we'll talk about Max Porter's Lanny.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much,
0: Andrew. Thank you, Tess. You've been listening to the 2SER Book Club. We record on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at 2SER's Broadway studios in Sydney, Australia. The show is produced and presented by Tess Connery and Andrew Popel. And a big shout-out to Michaela Savage for graphic design and artwork. If you're enjoying the book club, why not subscribe and get new episodes delivered straight to your phone every week? If you want more books, you can tune in to Final Draft or subscribe to Final Draft Great Conversations Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up with everything happening at the station and discover more stories, ideas, and music, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look for at 2SER.